0: welcome welcome all to the pro football radio podcast this is your co-host jay chima with the pride and joy of merrimack new hampshire the puma and the pro football radio senior contributor eric burgess aka birds
1: fellows welcome into podcast 86 man it's a, it's a great day to be alive the birds are singing the birds are chirping the sky's blue and we're what like less than a month out from training camp some of the rookies are starting to show up it's uh It's a great time to be alive feels like forever since we've
2: uh we've done one of these it's good to get back and uh you know look forward to some football coming up here in you know real short time
1: can't wait oh yeah yes
0: sir yes sir and let's start off with discussing the memo the league office sent out yesterday in regards to the covid uh protocols um looks like the league is trying to get a lot of the players vaccinated that are providing some resistance and they put in some pretty heavy penalties, right? Um, the memo that I sent out yesterday had some strong language. Some of the some of those stipulations were, you know, we do not anticipate adding a 19th week to accommodate games that cannot be rescheduled within the current 18 weeks of the regular season. Um, vaccinated individuals who test positive and are asymptomatic can return to duty after two negative tests 24 hours apart. Every club is obligated under the Constitution and bylaws to have its team ready to play at the scheduled time and place. A failure to do so is deemed conduct detrimental. If a, club, if a club cannot play due to a COVID spike in vaccinated individuals, we will attempt to minimize the competitive and economic burden on both participating teams. And finally, the big one that seems to cause a lot of rub, if a game is canceled and cannot be rescheduled in the current 18-week schedule due to COVID outbreak, neither team's player will receive their weekly paragra- paragraph five salary, meaning nobody gets paid. And as you guys have seen on Twitter the last couple of days, a lot of players are taken to Twitter to kind of voice their displeasure. So, fellas, I'm going to turn it over to you guys. Get your thoughts on this and kind of go from there.
1: I mean, besides the fact that Twitter's become the new town square and everybody's, uh, you know, expert epidemiologists because they've watched something on Facebook or YouTube, I mean, this was this was bound to happen. I mean, we we were able to get through... This season last year, you know, by hook or by crook, you know, Denver. I, I've been, I'm still sore about that Denver game. How the practice squad wide wide receiver had to play quarterback, but he did. It is what it is. They got that game in the books. They they kept moving the Tennessee Titans game. What was that like week three or four last year? You know, it it just seemed like every day that game was getting moved. But ownership has drawn a line in the sand, and they said, listen, you know, the old adage, like, don't fuck with my money, don't fuck with my money. <clears throat> We're putting that in place this year, and we're not gonna we're not gonna reschedule games. We're not gonna have a, you know a, a wide receiver play quarterback. If you can't field the team, you know not only is it your problem, you're gonna take a loss. But like your other you know your competitors in this in this league, your brothers in arms, uh, they're not gonna get paid. So it really puts in the old adage of like a baseball locker room where like the players are policing the locker room, I think the NFL ownership one is just trying to weaken an already weak union. I haven't even seen a, a, a union statement about this policy that's in place about, you know, not getting paid and two like, it's really putting the onus on the players to get their fellow teammates and fellow competitors on board with getting a shot. So I think that is what the NFL is trying to do. And they're putting a shot across the bow and, you know, certain people have been rubbed the wrong way. I mean, was it Matt Judon, the new uh, the new free agent acquisition for the Pats, just came out point blank said the NFLPA fucking sucks. Uh, that seems to be a growing sentiment amongst a lot of the players that are chapped about it. And some people just don't know what the meaning of HIPAA is, which I, I think is hilarious. But <laughs> I saw that say Dak <laughs>
0: Prescott was using that.
1: Like for, for those that invoke HIPAA it is not about the employee employer disclosure of whether or not you got vaccinated that is that is a law where the doctor cannot just give out your personal and medical history to other people in the healthcare facility or 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 other instances like that it has nothing to do with whether or not you disclose to your general manager if you're vaccinated or not. So just in, you know in case nobody has time to pick up a book or Google what does HIPAA mean? that's what it is.
0: Well it speaks to the bigger point of like a lot of these guys don't seem to understand the NFL is a private institution. They can mm-hmm. do whatever the hell they want to do. Just like JP Morgan and Chase decided that it wants all vaccinated people uh, to enter their offices in New York, the NFL has the same ability to do that as well. Now, a lot of people bring up the whole, like, the freedom thing, you can't make me do what I want to do kind of thing, but, like, I mean, that's just ridiculous. And what I understand about these players is they will put all kinds of crazy shit in their bodies. They'll put steroids that aren't tested. They'll put, what is it, that deer antler shit in their fucking noses, and then they're going to bitch about some COVID vaccine? Like, that's the thing that I just can't fathom, that they will destroy their bodies, you know, go through CTE stuff and concussions, and they're bitching about a vaccine. Uh, That's something I just can't compute.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, like you said, Jay, they're, they're a private institution. They're an employer, all right? They can require you to do what, basically whatever they want if you want to work for them. And, you know, people that are bitching about the freedom aspect of this, it's, it, it has nothing to do with that because, you know what, you're free to go find another job. Mm-hmm. Just, like, just like every one of the rest of us, if, if my employer came to me and told me, you need to have a shot or you can't work here, and I was like, I don't want the shot, then guess what, I got to go look for another job. It's not a freedom thing on me. They're not forcing me to, uh, no one's actually forcing me to get a vaccine. I could say, I don't want to get it fine, but you're going to have to make your choices, you know, there's consequences for your choices in that aspect. Yeah. So for me, I don't have any problem with, you know, with what the NFL is doing here. Um, they got to protect their product, and, you know, I think the the best way to do it, like you said, Puma, is the players policing themselves, make sure that, you know, they're taking care of each other so they do get their, you know, get paid as they, as they should be getting
1: paid. Right. And, Jay, just to piggyback what, what you said, and <clears throat> I put this out on Twitter you know, to like my 50 followers on Twitter, I'll throw myself under mm-hmm. the bus, but what I'll say is, you know, you had to get shots to go to public school, right? Mm-hmm. We all had to do it. We all had to get, we all had to get hepatitis immunizations. We all had to get polio immunizations. We, you know, you name it. We, we got the test boosters and everything, right? You had to do the same thing to go to college. And Jay, I, you know, you can attest to this. I mean, you lived on campus in Ohio mm-hmm. State one of your years, yep. right? So, like, yep. you really had to go above and beyond to make sure that you mm-hmm. had these immunizations for, like, meningitis and, and whatnot, uh, TB and whatnot. So, in the, like, it's not a bridge too far where you already had to do this for school, okay? You tout these schools on your Sunday night football roll call all the fucking time, all right? But like now, we're gonna turn our nose up at, at getting a vaccine. Like to me, that just seems a bridge too far. And especially Jay, like you said, like some of the drugs that you put in your body. There's one well-known drug that's been on the market. It's FDA approved. The NFL's used it to a point where the NFL and the NFLPA had to come out and say that they couldn't use Toradol anymore as a pain reliever. And I just want to read off some of the side effects. And now, granted, these are like the severe. Rare exceptions that you know you might have a reaction. Some of it is uh, hyperactive behavior, blurred vision, uh, vocal cord swelling, asthma, fluid in lungs, uh, blood and bowel movement, things along those lines. But you, people in the NFL, would willingly inject this to get back on the field. But we're going to turn our nose up about getting a vaccine so we can just put this bullshit of COVID in the rear view. And at the end of the day, it's all about the almighty dollar. I I don't live in communism. I don't think this is fascism. If if my employer told me, Brandon, if you want to keep getting a paycheck, you got to get an injection. Uh, you got to get a COVID vaccine. I'd say you can shoot it in my eyes. You can shoot it in my ass cheek. I don't care. Shoot between my toes. I want to have a job. I want to get paid. Everybody wants to get paid. So I don't I don't get this whole pushback it's it's asinine to me
0: what i hate the most is that people always try to just look at their side of things and never see the other side of things right and as much as you guys might disagree i'm a very fair-minded individual okay i like to look at both (laughs) sides of the story but just like that nfl player doesn't want to inject himself with a vaccine that's totally within his rights and the freedoms provided by this country but on the other end that institution as known as the NFL also has a right and the freedom to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And if they want to make a rule that makes it, you know, essentially hard for you to play the NFL season without a vaccine, then they can, they can they have that right. I mean it's just simply it's simply what you can do in this country. Now the other thing that seems to have fallen out of this is a lot of people are chirping on Twitter, man. Like the DeAndre Hopkins oh, of the yeah. world, the Cole Bees of the World, and to all of them, especially DeAndre Hopkins who decided he wanted to potentially throw out the retirement thing. Dude, and then deleted it. it. Then delete it. Go ahead it. and retire. Go ahead and yep. retire. Nobody cares. Yeah, you're a great athlete for five. You know what? The last four or five years. But the beauty of the NFL is, if you're out of that league, there's ten stud wide receivers are gonna take your spot mm-hmm. as well. So go ahead, hit the road. We're not gonna miss you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. Like there's, oh, the, as 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 an employee, you're replaceable, and that's <coughs> that's what a lot of these people don't understand. Like if if I like I I threw the example out for me. If I said I'm not doing it they could go pluck somebody right out and replace me like that and they won't even think twice about it. So uh, all the players chirping. I think I think this is just obviously a bit of a byproduct obviously of the social media age. Everybody can say what they want on, on on social media and think there's no consequences for what they say, you know, regardless of where you're at and and you know, and the other side of the thing and not to get into the, the weeds of it, but like it, it's obviously that this vaccine has been a very highly politicized, you know, topic in this country for you know for the entire pandemic when you think about it. So obviously people are more dug in and social media happens to be a place where you know the the clowns tend to come out and play.
0: Hmm. Well, it was it is going to be interesting to see how some of this is going to cause infighting within the locker room. I want to mm-hmm. see how this plays out and if it actually causes a rub. I know it definitely will cause a rub if let's say x an unvaccinated player causes if somebody to miss a paycheck, that's going to cause a major rub. Mm-hmm. But even just like the back and forth Twitter stuff you're seeing between, who was it, Cole Beasley and what was the guy's name from the, the uh, from the Bills? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going back and forth. And that's just on Twitter. Could you imagine how it's going to in the locker room? So I, I do want to see how this is going to play
2: out with certain lockers. Mm-hmm. My, my guess is Cole Beasley's is going to end, end up getting himself cut. That's what mm-hmm. I think is going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, Billy Bean, uh, or Brandon Bean, rather. Billy Bean's the GM <laughs> of the fucking Oakland A's, or used to be. Jesus Christ. Uh, I know Clearly, I is. love the movie Moneyball. But um, Moneyball, no, like, Brand, Brandon, Brandon Bean came out earlier this season, and, you know, Karen Florio had to go after him for, for a little bit, where he said, you know, just, you know, flippantly – if it came down to a vaccinated player or an unvaccinated player, I, I would cut the unvaccinated player. Mm-hmm. And Karen Florio came out. I refuse to use his fucking name. Uh, came out <laughs> and was like, you know, this you can't do this. You, you have no right to do this. It's going that you know The union would have a problem with it. But then, like, you look in the, the timeline, like, the last 24 to 48 hours, and he's basically saying, yeah, like, it's going to come down to if the 38th man on the roster is not vaccinated – And the 42 man on the roster is that 38th guy is going to get cut and the 42nd dude is going to keep a job. If that means that they're not going to be, you know, at risk of possibly postponing a game down the future, if there's if one person contracts the virus, you know, that's just simple fact of the matter.
0: And then today, a couple of coaches decided to part ways with their teams because yeah. of this whole COVID thing, right? So Rick Dennison is out as the Vikings offensive line coach Class one game coordinator after refusing a COVID-19 vaccine. And then on our end, our Patriots in themselves, I mean, the, the, the old line was a co-O-line coach, Cole Popovich. He mm-hmm. will be with the team in 2021 as well in a decision related to the COVID-19 vaccine and NFL guidelines. So you're starting to see some people push back. I mean, obviously, these are just like lower tier coaches, I do wonder if we're going to see a, a DeAndre Hopkins kind of person walk away. In my mind, I don't think so because the money is just too damn good and people will suck it up and get the vaccine to get that paycheck. Um, but it is interesting that a couple of coaches have already walked away from the game um, just because of how strong their beliefs are in regards to the COVID vaccine thing.
2: Real quick, because uh, I, I didn't really uh, read too much into the, the Cole Beasley tweets, but what what is his reason? for not for going into going so dug in on this to not get a, to get the vaccine. <clears throat> Do you have like I, an underlying condition or something I, that if, he's
1: concerned if I, about? I don't think it's an underlying condition. I mean, he mentioned something about his wife, so maybe there is, but like I think it's a mixture of possibly that and then just the fact, you know, I can speak to this like personally, like there's some people in in, in my place of employment where you know they're they're not too keen about the vaccine because it wasn't it hasn't been FDA approved yet. Right, like it's that emergency use authorization stuff. And, and and my counter argument to that was well the polio vaccine wasn't approved yet even after Jonas Salk shot himself up with it. So I think uh, I think we can kind of you know bear down a bit. But I think I think that's where the rub is with Cole Beasley is. It's not FDA approved yet. There might be something going on with like a pre-existing condition with his wife kind of deal, which to me would then be, well, COVID would you know, possibly kill her if she contracted it. So wouldn't you want to get the shot? That's just me. Like,
2: like he did come out and say on, on a, on a, in a tweet that he said he'd get vaccinated and be an advocate if Pfizer put a percentage of its earnings in his wife's name. Like, like, basically, yeah. he, he, he's put a profit off it. So, like, I see that. And then, obviously, I think we, we shared it in, the, in our Twitter chain, the, the Mark Cuban coming back at him saying, I'll, I'll buy you a, a stock of Pfizer and put it in her name if you get the vaccine. Yep.
1: Hey, <laughs> yeah, the dividend's well, not bad. The dividend diff- no, I mean, it's
2: going to keep good. going up at this point, especially if they, they're going to require booster shots. So, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you see stuff like that coming from him, and it's like, okay, so where are you really, like, Standing on this, like, what's what? Why are you digging in so far, to to potentially lose your job on a good football team, you know, with a chance to, you know, kind of make some noise, you know, down the road, like, what? I, don't, I just, I don't understand it. I'm hoping he gets cut, and somehow ends up with Me the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I know. <laughs>
0: I'd Love to have him show up our uh, wide receiver group. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, it's not even that. I just took a quick look, you know, on Twitter and. Like the NFLPA has not even released a statement yet. Yeah. Like I would have thought like maybe they they would have come out with something like today after, you know, like 24 hours kind of go through, let everyone get their fucking feelings out, and then we're going to come out with a statement. And there still is crickets from like the NFLPA, and that to me is just mind-blowing. If I'm being represented by D. Maurice Smith and the center for – the uh for the Cleveland Browns like you can't you guys don't even have the stones to put a statement out to explain why you agreed to what you agreed to because at the end of the day like it's just a simple majority like if the majority of the NFLPA agrees with what the the NFL ownership group is is putting forth as a, as a rule and they agree to it that's it. it it it's over it's not like the executive council only votes it, it's get it gets put to the body and if everyone agrees to it. That's the whole ball game. So, like, the fact that players are coming out and throwing the union under the bus and they're not even defending themselves, like, was it, you know, the old adage, like, peace at any price with a gun to your head, and the NFL ownership group had, like, a Glock right next to the <laughs> temple of D. Maurice Smith and said, listen, either your signature or your blood is going on this contract, but one of these two things is happening.
2: Yeah, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's, it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. That's for sure. You know, the the infighting in the locker room is probably the biggest storyline that I'll be watching for, especially with training camp starting. Yeah. I mean,
1: if you had to put an over under to it, like not counting preseason games, but like over under, what would you say? Like four weeks we get one forfeited game. Are you taking the over or the under on that? No,
0: I don't think I don't think we're going to get to the point where it's going to be a forfeited game, man. Like, think about it. Like, we were in the midst of COVID last year. And we still got through uh, a season without any forfeits. And, and on top of that, the numbers that were released today by the NFL CMO, Alan Sills, like, 80% of players are vaccinated at the moment.
2: Yeah.
0: Nine teams have over 90% of players with at least one shot. And just five teams remain under that 70% threshold. So I think this is like a... Um, a last resort thing, um, I don't think the NFL is ever going to get to the point where it's going to like start taking game checks away. But I think it's just a deterrent that's put into place to try to go out there and, and have these players vaccinated.
2: You'd have to have like a, a Tennessee Titans type outbreak mm-hmm. for, for, for this to happen. And with, with like you said, Jay, with those numbers, like I think the odds of that are pretty slim.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you look at one team, the Washington football team, which is coached by Rob Rivera, who's still, you know, he completed his... Chemo treatment, mm-hmm. but like they were, as of two days ago, they're at the 50% threshold. And one of their most vocal critics is Montez Sweat, who has a, a heart condition. But like, you know, unless magically everyone now is just going to show up at the facility and get shots, which, you know, I'm in favor of, I, I hope they do. But like, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a forfeited game. You know, if some some jackasses are out there and and not following the protocol, even if they decide not to get vaccinated and they they fuck up the program for everyone else, I think it's gonna happen. And you know, I would I would kind of die if it's the Pittsburgh Steelers after all the tripping that they were doing last year. Yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna leave it out there. I don't know if uh, the, my over under bar would take over four weeks. Hmm. I think it would happen right in the middle of a fucking playoff hunt because that's that would be the most epic of you know theatrics like this team is fighting for a playoff spot they had a COVID outbreak and they have to forfeit a game and now they can't get in the playoffs yeah
2: I mean I mean you look at some of these other sports teams right now that are going through it like you look at MLB you look at you know you know the NBA and the NHL just finished up their playoffs I mean even you know when they started allowing fans back into the buildings and all that I mean you really there really wasn't a whole heck of a lot of problems that that came out at least that I can remember. I remember one one NHL team got it really bad up in Canada, but other than that, it was it really wasn't uh, it wasn't like impactful to, to the seasons. Yeah. At least not that I can recall. So well, I'd, I'd like to s- hope it happens the same way with uh, the NFL.
0: The only saving grace to that argument is you know last year everybody was so cautious, everybody was you mm-hmm. know wearing masks and things were still shut down. Now, unfortunately, this year, you know, we're at the point now where there's still a spiking cases. People aren't getting aren't getting vaccinated, and this Delta variant is ripping through the country, and like cases are going through the roof. And as the weather gets colder, people's immune system starts to weaken. I am a little bit fearful of what's going to happen. Um, this uh, this NFL season now, there's actually some reports coming out that the Biden administration is considering putting back uh, putting back into place some of those regulations that we had last year. Yeah. Certain you know certain situations, whether you're like in a a grocery store with a certain amount of people or a bigger venue with a certain amount of people, you gotta get you gotta have a mask on, vaccinated or unvaccinated. And you've already seen it in Los Angeles County where they're just seeing so many numbers go through the roof that they actually implemented a, a full on you know mass mandate again.
2: God, I hope that doesn't happen.
1: <laughs> I mean, Connecticut's kicking the tires on that too. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's see, I thought we were over the hurdle and I thought, you know, the the horizon looked beautiful and we're gonna get out of this thing, but I don't think this thing is gonna go away for at least another like, you know, winter season because it's by by logic, you know, it's only gonna get worse as people's, you know, immune systems weaken as as it gets colder, you know.
1: Well, not to sound like an epidemiologist. I'm just at the point where this is gonna be here to stay and it's gonna end up like the flu where like, you know, there's different types of flu. We're just gonna have to suck it up and deal with it, and just yeah. get the booster shot every year. Like that is where I'm at in life. That that's not Brandon with a tinfoil hat. That's just a. That's just my personal opinion. I think it. You know, it is here to stay. Like mm-hmm. there, there is, there is no escaping this COVID bit. Yeah, it, it is I what mean, it I'm, is. But
2: I'm, I'm there with you with the same, the same way. I mean, you guys know I had it back in February, mm-hmm. so I know how it, how it like, impacted me, and it's, it, it, the whole point of the shot isn't to necessarily prevent you from getting sick, it's to prevent it from killing you, mm-hmm. and right. that's, that's, that's the whole point of it, like, we're, our immune systems are already weakened just from not being out and being exposed to, to, you know, to viruses and stuff, like, I, I just got my first cold that I've had in, in almost two years, you know, courtesy of my kids, so I was like, holy crap, this is the first time that I've been sick, really sick, obviously outside of my bout with COVID, but, like, in since twenty nineteen, so mm-hmm. like, yep, we got to build our immune systems back up, and the only way to do that really is to get sick.
1: At least that's my opinion. <laughs> that's why I'm get always... sick, take some vitamin D, go outside, enjoy the sunlight, and that's that. Listen, yeah, exactly. I'm always in... I'm always
0: in favor of going out to the street and just making out with strangers. You know, get everybody gets it, and <laughs> it gets eradicated
1: within one, you know, winter. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Jay Chima Typhoid Mary, love it. Good lord. Uh, let's
0: move on to some uh, early division winners predictions. Um, you know, the training camp starts in a week or so figure we get our thoughts out there in regards to who's going to win each division. Obviously we'll fine tune this as more information comes in, uh, via training camp news. And by the end of training camp, we'll have a a fully cemented, um, division winners, but for our early division winners, um, you know, we'll start with the AFC East. Um, let's go ahead and go with Puma first because I know where he's going. Puma has winning the AFC East.
1: I mean, as much as I would love my Miami Dolphins to take home the crown, I just, I don't, I don't think they're there yet. You know, there's still, you know, we, we got Will Fuller in free agency who I, I personally love Will Fuller, but he just keeps getting nagged by the injury bug. And then when he is actually on the field, he gets popped for steroids and gets suspended the last couple of games last year. And I think he suspended the first two games this year. Um but i i got to go with the you know despite all the infighting on twitter and the you know twitter being the new town square i'm going to i'm going to go with the buffalo bills to be the favorite to win the nfc east and you know according to draftkings the unofficial official sports book of the pro football radio podcast the buffalo bills are the favorite to win the nfc uh, the afc east at minus 150 the miami dolphins are second at plus 310 the new england patriots are plus 350 and the jets are plus 2500 but Give me the Buffalo Bills. They got a lot of people, you know. Starlute Talele. he was out. Uh, he opted out last year. I thought they had a good draft. Um, Josh Allen is gonna. I think he's gonna continue that step forward that we saw last year. Emmanuel Sanders is gonna be huge to to open up the deep throw with uh, what's Stephon Diggs and uh, you know whether or not Cole Beasley is there. There are other wide receivers like uh, like Gabriel on there that that can really make some noise. So give me the Buffalo Bills.
2: Jay, good good job getting the uh, the most controversial one out of the way early. I like I like that uh, that's
1: solid planning on your part. It's going to be a Joe Rogan podcast. Two hours of the segment is going to be devoted to the AFC East, and then we're going to have two seconds for each division. We'll just be able to say the names.
2: Oh man, well, look at it from my perspective, um, I, I this early on, I don't really like to to pick against the the winners from last year. I think that. Um, you know, based on not seeing anything of training camp or preseason ball that, you know, I, they've earned the right to, to, to be there at this point. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Buffalo bills as of now. Wow. Um, I think they did, I mean, they did bring in Emmanuel Sanders, but he, you know, he's getting up there in age. Um, they did cut John Brown, who, uh, who I personally liked as wide receiver. He just couldn't stay on the field. Um, you know the bills did bring back Milano and um, Williams, um, their tackle. The, those were big uh, re uh, resignings for them. Um, you know some of those players. You know going into free agency last year, I didn't think they were going to have the money to resign, and they made it work. So you know good on them. But um, you know it's going to be interesting to see how the next next uh, you know month or so plays out. I personally at this point right now think that. Any one of the Bills, Patriots, or Dolphins could end up, you know, taking the taking the division. I think the Jets are j- just a dumpster fire with their seventeen-year-old quarterback down there in uh, in New York. So uh, they're the only team I don't think has any chance. But I, I I wouldn't be surprised if any one of those three teams, you know, you know, makes strides to to take the division. But as of <coughs> now, I'll, I'll go with Buffalo. Uh,
0: who do you who do you
2: have finishing second in that division? Right right now. Mm-hmm. The Cam Newton led New England Patriots. Oh, oh look at that! Woo. Wow.
0: Okay, okay. All right. Before I answer, Puma, let me get your thoughts on Tua and what you've heard so far through training camp. Is he going to take the next step this year? Does he still like look like he's yesterday last year? Um, so, what's your thoughts on Tua and his progression this year?
1: I mean, by all accounts, he seems to be healthier. He seems to put on a little bit more muscle mass. Uh, he's been throwing. Uh, he's been throwing a bit with his uh, with his wide receivers, trying to get the system under his belt. I'm I'm hopeful he's going to be what is it now like a full year removed from that that hip injury he had while in college. You know they're they're putting all the tools around him. I mean Will Fuller is the burner. I love Preston Williams. I think he's actually going to take a step forward this year. Going to be you know being a full year removed from ACL surgery. Um, I I still the jury's still out on Mike Kosicki, in my opinion. Devontae Parker. Needs to have a season like 2019 because last year was just an absolute dud. Even with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback, um, you know he's got all the tools. He's got the tools around him. The defense is still is still decent. You know the pass rush kind of leaves something a little bit to be desired for. But they drafted that kid out of the University of Miami uh, at the uh, the end of the first round, I believe. And uh, the defense is going to be fine. Um, I just don't know what's going to happen with Xavier and Howard. But long story short. I think, too, is going to take a step forward this year. Mm,
0: Okay. You've convinced me because I think it's a foregone conclusion. We all believe the Bills are going to win the division. I mean, they've got one of the league's most complete rosters. On top of that, I do believe that um, Allen is going to be the MVP this year. Now, if he regresses, that's a completely different story, right? If he takes a step back, then it's wide open. But if everything goes as planned, um, the Bills are winning the AFC East. Now, in second place, I was debating between the Patriots and the Dolphins, and I, by all accounts, I need the Patriots. You know, I have expectations that I want them to win 10 10 games this year um, and hopefully get into the wild card uh, playoff. Um, But I, 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 for some reason, just cannot get the Cam Newton thing out of my mind. I think a man constantly throws balls at people's feet. And and the fact that I do think that Tua's going to take the next step this year, I think I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins finishing second behind the Buffalo Bills. Um, and then, obviously, the Jets are going to round out the AFC East um, because they're just trash. I mean, they're, they're so far away from being a competitive team. Um, so, uh, the way I'm going to see is going to be Bills, um, Dolphins, Patriots, and Jets.
1: Yeah, I can buy that.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, let's move on to the AFC North. Uh, who do you guys got winning this
1: division? Berge, got the floor first.
2: <sighs> uh, this division here... Um... I, you know, I I love that they brought the Steelers brought back Big Ben. I know that a lot of people don't like that. Um, you know, going in uh, to the offseason, especially some of my my Steelers friends, they were they were kind of hoping to to move on from Ben at this point. Um, you know, they brought back Juju. You know, say what you want. They got him at a deal. You know, say what you want about the TikTok queen that they have <laughs> there. But you know, I I I I can't pick against Big Ben. I. I, I, I'm gonna go with them to win the division again, you know, kind of following my mantra of, you know, giving the division winners their chance. I think Buff, uh Baltimore lost lost obviously they lost Judon to the Patriots. They traded um what's his name? Or Orlando Brown to the Chiefs, I think it was. Yep. So, you know, I think that, you know, and I'm not sold on Lamar Jackson down there. I think, you know, Cincinnati could be a bit of a wild card, um, you know, depending how Joe Burrow comes back from that ACL injury um and you know cleveland's you know i I, i'm having a hard time buying them i i I have a feeling like last year might have been a fluke um so i I am going to go with pittsburgh again and um we'll say i'll go with uh with baltimore in second and then uh i'll go Bengals. i I think joe burrow is going to take the step this year uh, if he can stay healthy, if they can protect him. And then I think Cleveland's going to come back down to earth a bit.
1: Really? Sure. Woo! Wow! Come down to earth being wow. dead last. Really dead oh last. Lord. Yep. That's, what That's what Cleveland is. That's what
2: Cleveland is.
1: Well, you can't go against Big Ben, but I sure as shit can. I'm going <laughs> to go with the uh, – I'll go with the Cleveland Browns to win the division. Um, I just – I love what – baker did last year this offense seemed to click this whole team uh seemed to click really with kevin stefanski at the helm um, you know a lot can be said about what this team looks like when odell is there versus when he's not there i think odell might be a prime trade deadline candidate i you know if this offense is not if this offense is not clicking uh, like it was at the, down the stretch last year. I think you know they're, they're going to finally start coming to the realization that you know the prima donna might have to go in order for this team to start working again. Um, I'm with you. I'm not really that sold on Lamar Jackson. I shouldn't have to hear in year in and year out like what he's going to be doing through the air. Like at this point, we should already know you know what you're going to be able to do you know when you're throwing the football, especially when we're going into contract negotiations when Lamar Jackson's actually acting as his own agent. um, I think Baltimore's going to come up second. Pittsburgh are going to come up with, uh, I think they're going to finish third. You know, a lot of people wanted to move off of uh, Ben Roethlisberger, but the the Pittsburgh Steelers literally could not afford to move off of Ben Roethlisberger. Mm -hmm. They had to do a contract extension. Um, You know, another instance of peace at any price with a gun to your head. And as much as I love Joe Burrow, I think he's going to take a step forward this year. It's not going to be a huge step because he's going to be still recovering from that knee surgery, but they're still going to finish last. I I still think they should have taken an offensive lineman in the first mm-hmm. round instead of his buddy down at LSU. <laughs> That's going to be a huge problem. And the other issue too is I'm not completely sold on Zach Taylor. This is probably another instance of he was an acolyte of Sean McVay and it was the hot hire at the time, and this is going to kind of blow up in their face. So I'm not completely sold. On, on Zach Taylor, and it's the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, Jay, you can attest to what the Brown family is like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll take Cleveland winning that division for sure.
0: Yeah, same here, Puma. Listen, I got the Browns winning this division as well. Listen, Cleveland has built a loaded roster. Um, just like the Bills, they've got one of the most complete rosters in the NFL. Now, they've returned all 11 offensive starters. Obviously got the game's best offensive line. They got an elite running back duo. They've got two stud wide receivers. Uh, multiple threats at tight end uh, and one of the games better younger quarterbacks in Baker midfield, right? Um, on top of that, they did some some pretty you know heavy revamping on the defensive side as well. I believe the number is they might have potentially nine new projected starters on defense, so that's that's insane as well. So I think it's it's gonna be the Cleveland Browns and I think they're gonna make a deep playoff run as well. Uh, this is the year you know being back in the hero in Ohio, the, the buzz is absolutely insane for for the Browns. Um, in regards to the second place, for that division, I got the uh, the Baltimore Ravens as well. Um, and then I got the Steelers after that. And I do believe the Steelers are in for a rude awakening, man. Like Obviously, they were 11-0 last year, and they kind of faltered as the year went on. I do think they should, they should have moved off from Big Ben, um, and that's going to come back to haunt them. They're going to fall back down to the pack. I, I was up in the air debating whether I want the Bengals to be third or the Steelers to be third. I think I'm going to give the Steelers a nod for now. Um, just because I know the Bengals in themselves are the Bengals. So um, I got the, the Browns winning. I think they're going to make a deep playoff run. Some people haven't gone to the Super Bowl, which is absolutely ridiculous to me. Um, but <coughs> it's going to be fun to see how that division plays out. Um, in regards to the AFC South, uh, Puma, who do you got win this division?
1: Oh boy. The AFC South. I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Everybody pop the brakes. It ain't going to be Urban Meyer. It's uh, it's going to be the Indianapolis Colts. And I think they're another one of those teams that is one of the best constructed constructed rosters in the NFL. Definitely top five. You know, Frank Reich is, you know, one of the better coaches in the NFL right now. I think, he is going to be able to, you know, resurrect the career of uh, of Carson Wentz, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if maybe they make a move and trade for his buddy uh, Zach Ertz out of Philadelphia, and they get the band back together. But no, I mean Darius Leonard is anchoring that defense, that that offense. you know, with with Frank Reich, and then you have Jonathan Taylor, and even Marlon Mack coming off of that Achilles mm-hmm. injury, he they he's still going to be worked into this running game scenario. I think they're going to be able to pound the rock. They're going to be able to grind teams down. So I have them winning uh, the uh, the AFC South. I got Tennessee coming in second. Now I, I love Mike Vrabel and I love Derrick Henry, but at some point the carries are going to catch up, and we can't just you know we can't just live and die off of off of play action. I get it. It gets you there. But you just made a massive trade to get Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. You didn't just bring him in there to be the play action guy. You're going to have to take shots down the field. I love me some Ryan Tannehill, but like that dynamic duo of AJ Brown and Julio Jones should really take the stress off of uh, of of Derrick Henry. But that still doesn't. They still didn't fix the defensive side of the football. I get it. They got Bud Dupree, but he was going into a contract year. Last season, is he still going to be motivated enough like he did, like he was last year before he got hurt? And they still haven't plugged the holes in the secondary. Um, so there's still a lot of question marks for Tennessee coming up third. I mean, hold your nose and pick a team. I'm gonna go <laughs> Jacksonville just because at least we know who's gonna be under center at quarterback. I'm not convinced about. Urban Meyer, and, it, like, I started getting worried when he said, oh, well, we drafted Travis Etienne in the first round to be the third down back. It's like, uh, dude, do, do you have, like, Alzheimer's or dementia that nobody knows about? <laughs> like, did you not disclose that? Like, in, in an interview, like, you might be suffering from some mental incapacitation. And then just the the, the Houston Texans, they're going to come up dead last, but they're going to be, like, 50 feet of crap and then dead last. Like nobody knows he's gonna be quarterback. They took Tyrod Taylor in free agency. They took the 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 kid out of what was it, Stanford in the draft in like the third round, right after Kellen Mond got taken off the board, when I think they were actually rumblings that Kellen Mond might find his way down to Houston. Despite what some people are saying, Houston is New England South. Um so I just I just have them coming up dead last. I love me some Philip Lindsay, but the fact that you have Mark Ingram who's over the hill, and then you got Philip Lindsay who is a certain type of running back. He's not a thumper. Uh, I, I don't know. They're going to be picking at the top of the draft class next year because they'll actually have a first-round pick.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, this well, this division in itself is just a, a two-horse race, right? It's between the Colts and the Titans, and I went with the Colts just because well, first of all, you and your Frank Reich love uh, has kind of brainwashed me. You know, Carson Wentz and Frank Reich joining back up together. Uh, I do believe is going to produce some fireworks. Uh, hopefully they lean on the running game as well, help the kid out. Um, and, and on defense, they're, they're already great. Now, in regards to Tennessee, like I just got this feeling that for some reason, they're going to be in that position a couple of years ago when the Browns ended up getting Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. They went away from the run game, and Baker just locked his eyes on both the receivers and tried to get the ball downfield. I understand mm-hmm. you want to try to balance that you mm-hmm. know, running attack and not give too many carries to Derrick Henry, but I do feel like they're going, go away with their, uh, they're going to go away from their bread and butter and running attack way too much and try to get the ball in Julio and A.J. Brown's hand. It's going to just blow up in their faces.
2: Yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys hit it right on the head. Um, you know, I, I too am, am gonna go with the Colts to to win the division. Carson Wentz uh, was a great acquisition for them um, to replace uh, the retiring Phillip Rivers. I think um, if if they had gotten a little bit more out of Phillip Rivers, I mean, he was a battler in that in that playoff game. But I think if they got a little bit more out of him down the stretch in that game, that they would have they would have beat the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know it was it Wild Card Weekend? Um, Frank Reich. I also also I think he screwed the pooch in that game as well. But he is a good coach. Uh, Puma. I'm kind of I've come around a lot on him. I know I gave you a lot of crap for him being your man crush, <laughs> but you know I, I think that they're doing the right thing down there in uh, in, in Indianapolis. And you know, under under um undervalued re signing of Marlon Mack to to kind of spell Jonathan Taylor there. Jonathan Taylor hmm? came went off down the stretch last year. Um, to the point where now he's a top fantasy running back option, and he's you know, he's basically what was advertised when he came out of the draft um, you know, last year. So I, I think they're poised to take the next step. I think that they're a team that could make a serious deep playoff run, uh, the run this year. Um, I echo the same sentiments with the Tennessee Titans. Um, the carries for Derrick Henry are adding up. At some point, it, it, the wheels are going to come off of that. Um, Julio Jones being there, Will Ryan Tannehill be forced to throw more and try to fit the ball to, you know, the, Julio is is older now. I'm not saying he's declined in a way, but he is older. Um, obviously A.J. Brown's a stud, um, but the question is, will Ryan Tannehill be able to, z- you know, zing it in there on a consistent basis if Derrick Henry, you know, kind of falls off a little bit, you know, due to his age and the mileage at this point. Um, I have Jacksonville in third um, just because i Houston Texans are an absolute dumpster fire. You know, the old Deshaun Watson thing still not resolved. And, you know, Tyrod Taylor, or I think it's uh, Davis Mills was the quarterback they drafted.
1: Right. You know, yep.
2: Take your pick. I. They still don't have the pieces around any one of those guys to, to, to do any kind of, you know, serious winning this year. So I th- that's the order I'm going with. Kind of same agreement with you guys.
1: I mean, their top two wide receivers, one guy that's about to be the poster child for CTE if he gets another Mm -hmm. concussion, (laughs) and then Kiki Q.T. who always gets soft tissue injuries. Like, Mm -hmm. man, the the Houston, Texas boy. You want to talk Mm -hmm. about fucking screwing the pooch. Good Lord. Not to mention their cap cap situation. (laughs) Oh, they're in cap hell! (laughs) Like <laughs> the, the Bill O'Brien, Bill O the Clown. I can't believe I used his full name for the first time in about two years. But Bill O the Clown left that team in an absolute shit position. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a it, like if Chernobyl could be a football team, like the Houston Texans are Chernobyl, man. Like good mm-hmm. luck. And like that 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 Cali guy, like you know, God bless him being a first time head coach going down there to to coach the Houston Texans. But I just think he's a place placeholder. For Josh McCown to be the head coach within the next two or three years down there. Yeah.
0: Now, has Deshaun Watson actually been placed on the Commissioner's example list or no? Nope, but
1: no, but if uh, that's probably gonna happen before camp.
0: Yeah, if I, wondering... if I had to
1: guess if I had to guess that would be my timeline is, you know, there was actually news last week that they were you know, they were still investigating mm-hmm. the situation. The criminal case the criminal investigation I should say is still being conducted by the Houston Police Department. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at some point, like, the, that bow is going to break. Like, you are going to have to come out and say either he's, susp- he's on the exempt list mm-hmm. or he's eligible to start week one.
0: <laughs> exactly, right? And that's the point I was trying to make is, like, it seems like the civil the case is at a standstill, right? It seems mm-hmm. that Sean Watson's side is saying we want all the information made public in the settlement, and the other side is saying absolutely not. So it seems like those talks are just at a stalemate. And the criminal investigation is still going on. It could take for, for a while. The NFL investigation is going us. That might take a while. So while all this is going on, the NFL season is upon us. So could it be possible that Deshaun Watson has a change of heart and he rolls up into camp uh, or actually week one to play? I mean, I doubt that, but they're gonna have to make some sort of decision, like you said, Puma.
2: For I don't for for think what it's, it's gonna show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, John McLean, the you know the 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 big reporter down there for the Houston Chronicle in uh, in Houston, on the covers the team, came out and said that Deshaun Watson will not be the starting quarterback mm. for the for the Texans this year. I don't think there's any there's any doubt in anybody's mind that at some point he's going to end up on that exempt list. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh yeah. He'll be he'll be on that. I mean, if we can use the barometer of Antonio Brown just just by the fact that they were both started off as civil cases, right? Like, A.B. was out a whole season, and then when did he get signed by Tampa Bay? Week 8? 7? Well, week 9 was
0: that Saints debacle, right? So that week. That week that he got signed.
1: Right. So he was out on the, you know, he was on the exempt list, then he got taken off, and then he was on free, he was a free agent up until that point. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be a fair barometer. I think he he's not playing a snap for the Houston Texans this year. Yeah. At all. Nope.
0: All right, let's move on to the AFC West, and I'm going to keep this simple and sweet because I feel like we're all going to pick the Chiefs here. Um, But no doubt in my mind the Chiefs are going to win this division. They're probably going to win 14 games, 13 games, something ridiculous. I like that. They've still got the most explosive offense in all football, and they're going to be uh, in the, uh, the hunt for the number one season in the AFC. Now, behind that, I do think the Chargers are going to make a wild card spot. Um, and, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I'm a big fan of Justin Herbert. I talk about him all the time. They made some great moves to try to shore up that offensive line for him. I do have some reservations about the new head coach they hired, but I do think that they will eventually win 10 games this year, maybe 11 and sneak into the wild card. Now, if it gets interesting if the Broncos end up trading for Aaron Rodgers, which obviously is a, is a far-fetched scenario right now, but if somehow that happens, I mean, that could really throw a monkey wrench in this division. I do believe Aaron Rodgers, depending on how quickly he needs him to get up to speed with the Denver Broncos receivers, um, could cause some havoc in the division. So we'll see how that plays out as well. But for me, it's very simple: the AFC is Kansas City's uh, division to lose.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm yep. I'm in the same boat. Kansas City, you, you can't go against you know Patrick Mahomes. He's a great, great quarterback. You know they you know they completely revamped their offensive line, which absolutely let him down in that Super Bowl. Um, you know it's it, you can't pick against them. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, Jay. Big Justin Herbert fan. Not going to be surprised if they make some noise in the division either. You know, either I won't even be surprised if they uh, if they're able to challenge Kansas City, not necessarily win it, but to challenge them for the division. Uh, but I do like them getting in as as wild card. Um, as it stands right now, I probably it's a toss up between Denver uh, and the Raiders. It's like you said, it's basically a two uh, one horse race with you know the Chargers mm-hmm. squeaking in.
0: I'd give the Raiders more credit than the Broncos. The Broncos are a
1: dumpster fire, especially with. Tate Bridgewater and what's his fucking face dancing, Drew Lock over there. Oh, Drew Lock. Yep. Well, you guys can't pick against Kansas City, but I sure should Whoa, can. Wow. And oh I'm going with the Los Angeles Chargers bolt up winning the AFC West. I like and, it. I like and it. I'm going with. I'm going with the simple fact of this. Okay. They I, I love Anthony Lynn as a person, but he was a he was a bad game manager, mm-hmm. and there were a couple of games that they should have won last year that they didn't, and one of them was the, the Charger game where Justin Herbert came off the bench cold because their medical staff punctured Tyron <laughs> Taylor's lung, uh, and, and they still lost that game. They bungled it down in the Superdome against the, the, the New Orleans Saints. They barely held on to beat the, the Las Vegas Raiders in, in primetime. But no, I think Justin Herbert is going to take that next step forward. They're still stacked on the offensive side of the football with uh, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams there, and Austin Eckler, and you know the the offensive line, they clear, they made a point to address that in the draft. That defense, even though they lost, um, Mar- uh, Melvin Ingram, he went up to Pittsburgh, but they still got Derwin James as a safety, and a healthy mm-hmm. Derwin James is going to make that defense go. And all you know, listen, you know Pat Pat Mahomes is one of the you know the top quarterbacks in the league, but you know. Despite what he's saying, like he, he's still coming off that ankle injury. we saw the Michael Thomas news where he's going to be out going into the season this year. They're coming out saying Patrick Mahomes is going to be a full go at camp, but let's not forget. Yeah. We could say they revamped that offensive line, but they got rid of Mitchell Schwartz. They got rid of a lot of keystones on that offensive line. Um, Frank Clark, who knows what's going to happen with him. He got mm-hmm. popped with a, with an assault weapon in his car uh, and a traffic stop. I mean, there, there's so many questions going on here. I think a lot of people just want to hitch the wagon to to Kansas City just because it's Mahomes. And I think, I think they're going to be in for a rude awakening with the Los Angeles Chargers this year. I like really? It. Yep. I like it. Yep.
0: What's your thoughts on this uh, This new head coach of the years? Brandon Staley? I mean, I've never heard of this guy. He was the offensive coordinator for the Rams last year. Is that who he was?
1: No, a defensive side. He was on oh, the he was wow, a defensive really? coordinator. So yeah. uh, he was another one of those guys in the Sean McVay tree. But, you know, a lot of people on the offensive side of the football and the Chargers seem to like what he wants to do. And the defensive side, you know, with the Derwin James and company, that is going to – you know, help the team and actually have a, a lead that they can protect and not really rely on Justin Herbert going into his sophomore year. Not saying he can't handle it, but I think that addressing the defensive side of the football <laughs> and then protecting the investment and getting the offensive line kind of cued in is going to pay massive dividends this year.
0: Like, I like where your mind is at because uh, I've always said the Chargers have had the defense to slow down Patrick Mahomes. They got the pass rushes to get after him. They've got a decent secondary, especially now with Jeremy James coming back. You know, I just I just have fear of how that offense is going to look, especially with a, a new head coach in year two. So he's been in the league for two years. He's got new two, two new playbooks to learn. So I wonder how that's going to pan out for Justin Herbert. But if that happens, bro, I'm all here for it. You know how much I love Justin Herbert. I'm about to cop his jersey. You know what I'm saying? He's my second favorite quarterback <laughs> after Tom Brady. So we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. You haven't gotten the jersey yet? Not yet, bro. I want bro, to figure that's in the mail Yeah, Come on now. Uh, but we still got it. We still got it, what, like 18 weeks, eight weeks till the NFL season starts? We got some time.
1: Man, you got to get that shit now. <laughs> come on now. Why Why wait? Why wait? The jersey, <laughs> like, come on now. Uh, you do make a good point. I really should just order it. You know what
0: I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Burch, have you gotten your Mac Jones jersey yet?
2: Nope. Not yet? Nope, uh, that? that's a that's a big purchase. I gotta be sure that you know he's not gonna fizzle out before I do that. I gotta how, see how see him, him. I don't know. but fizzle out. out, he ain't gonna see the
1: field till year three. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, then why am I gonna buy his jersey year year one? What's, why, why would I risk risk my money for that? That's the future, oh my bro. God. I mean, there's. I'll, there's buy, no sp- I'll buy a T-shirt. I'll buy a T-shirt. A name and number T-shirt for that. This oh, guy. Save me this my money. guy. Well, well, listen. There's no possible
0: way Belichick can fuck up the draft pick. I mean, he's he's gonna be a bona fide star in that offense.
2: Oh, here we go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Insert Jim Carrey meme. That's for another podcast. <laughs>
1: That's
2: for the right. training camp ones.
0: Let's uh, let's move on to the NFC East. Um, NFC yeah. least. NFC yeah. least. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is always a, you know, who the hell is going to come out of here with seven wins and win the goddamn division. So, Puma, who <laughs> you got who you got winning this division with eight <laughs> wins? Or seven wins?
1: <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. They're still the worst ownership group in NFL Actually, right now. They make...
0: Puma, not to cut you off here for a second. I just saw something that made my... Made my fucking jaw drop. The SEC has been in contact with Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State, and one other team to potentially join their their conference. They're trying to align uh, all the big dogs into one mega conference. Oh, well, the fourth team was Clemson. So Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, and Florida
2: are in talks with the SEC. Wow.
0: A fucking 20-team wow. mega conference? This is insane.
2: That would make the actual playoffs actually seem like legit. <laughs>
0: oh, you <know>? my God. <laughs> Could you imagine? I mean, I think this is far fetched. But then again, two days ago, I thought the o- Oklahoma Texas rumors were far fetched as well. But holy shit. I mean, obviously, you guys aren't the biggest uh, college football fans. But if this happens, this completely changes the landscape of college football. I mean, this is essentially taking all the big dogs in the NFL the Chiefs, the the Buccaneers, the Packers, and just throwing them into one division, essentially, you know? Mm hmm. hmm. Uh-huh. Wow. Sorry. Yeah, sorry to cut you off there. Go ahead, sir.
1: Well, I was just gonna say the Philadelphia Eagles ownership group is makes the uh, you know the Haslam's look Amish, but uh, no, I'm gonna go with the Washington Football Team. I think they're gonna win the division. I, I like the uh, the pickup of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think this offense is gonna be a fun one to watch with Terry McLaurin and, and company with uh, with Antonio Gibson going into what is it year two now as a running back. The defense is still stout, anchored by. Uh, you know, Jack Del Rio as a defensive coordinator, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, um, the secondary was still stout as well, too. I think this is going to be a fun team to watch. And out of all the coaching staffs in the NFC least, I mean, I love me some Joe Judge, but I have more faith in Ron Rivera as a head coach than the rest of the 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 rest of the NFL. Uh, the rest of the division, I should say. Uh, Mike McCarthy, we we buried him many a time last mm-hmm. year. Um, Joe Judge again. I still love him, but I don't. I don't think he's he's gonna win the division right now. And the Philadelphia Eagles, when your head coach is talking about you know rock paper scissors shoot in uh, draft prep meetings with uh, possible you know uh, candidates to be drafted, I'm I'm all set. I'm I'm all set with that noise. Give me the Washington football team. Uh, right now they're like plus two hundred on uh, DraftKings to win the division. So I would kind of jump on that right now if I was uh, the, the betting audience
2: not to mention that uh, Philadelphia coach's little press conference he had. You remember that?
1: Yeah, that was brutal. He looked like me in public speaking class. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, um, man.
2: Yeah, well, hey, Puma, you know, I, I'm with you on the Washington football team. I really, you know, despite their record last year, I really liked what the, uh, what their, you know, the direction they were taking last year, um, you know, for the franchise. I You know, I love me some Antonio Gibson. I think he's an absolute stu- going to be an absolute stud in the league. Um, obviously, Terry McLaurin um, as a stud wide receiver on the offensive side. They did add Curtis Samuel. I was pissed my Patriots didn't sign him. But absolute, you know, I think he's going to be, a you know, an awesome player for them. Um, the Ryan Fitzpatrick, great kind of stopgap quarterback, um, you know, for them. And obviously, you know, their defense is, you know, I, I picked them to beat the Bucks last year in the playoffs, as, as you mm-hmm. did, Puma. You know, their defense is just, who won? their defense was just, Can't you know, <laughs> Okay.
1: <laughs> anyway, hey I was almost uh, a I was almost a rich man that weekend.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but
2: but but like like you said, Puma, Ron Rivera in that division is is the best coach right now. I, I like you with Joe Judge. I like what they're you know the direction the Giants are taking. Um, you know we'll see what you know what what Danny Dimes has got you know in his uh, you know for this year to see if he can take that step forward again. Um, you know, with, with the Giants bringing in in, in Kenny Galladay. Um, Dallas, you know, Dallas is Dallas. You know, they have spent all this money on this, all this talent, and they always underachieve. And then, you know, the Eagles are just a laughing stock. So, you know, give me the Washington football team to win that division as well.
0: Let me, let me ask you guys this. Is this the year Denny Dimes has to prove he's worth to invest more time into? Or are they at the point, even if he does have another eight or nine season that they're just going to roll within the next two or three years.
1: I mean, with how they spent in free agency and they went after Kenny Galladay and they addressed that offensive side of the football. Yeah, it is, it is put up or shut up time. I mean, Jay, you've given us the rundown of what the quarterback class looks like next year. I mean, is there anyone that is better than Danny Dimes in that draft class right now? Or would you ride it out until the Following draft season,
0: I would uh, the only two that I think are going to be definitively better than uh, Dane Dimes is going to be that Spencer Ratliff kid out of Oklahoma who's going to be absolutely amazing in the NFL, Um, and the other kid from North Carolina. I'm I'm blanking on his name right now, but he he also I was watching his tape the other day. He kind of seems like he has he has some uh, some wiggle to him as well. He has a strong arm, so I think you know if they're going to be somewhere in the range of like ten to seventeen or eighteen. Um, actually, anyway, between 8 and like 17, they're not going to be able to get um, uh, get a, a decent quarterback. So they're going to have to probably ride him out for a couple of years, I guess. I answer my own question.
1: <laughs> yeah. They, they
2: have to make a decision after this season for the option, don't they?
1: Well, they can pick up the fifth year. I think it's only guaranteed if he gets hurt or some shit like that. It's, mm. it's weird. The fifth year option's weird. Thanks, Sam Bradford, for having us have yeah. the rookie wage scale. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Um, so for me, man, listen, I think I'm going to pick the Dallas Cowboys to win the division. Um, I think, hands down, Dallas is probably going to have the best offense in that division. Dak should be healthy. You know, Zeke looks much lighter. I think CeeDee Lamb is going to take that next step. The real question, obviously, is Dan Quinn's defense and how they're going to be able to keep up with the offense or not. Um, sec- second in the division, I will say the Washington football team. They've got the great D. they got the good running attack, the great coaching staff. I just don't know if all that is going to be able to overcome the uh, Fitz tragic train, right? The man will go out there, throw <laughs> throw three touchdowns, have one great game, have two great lines in the press conference. Everybody loses their goddamn minds. And then everybody proceeds to forget the next seven games of tragic play that he has. So we'll see if, if that defense and, and the great coach can overcome all of that. Uh, moving down the line, I think the... the um, a Joe Judge led the Giants are going to be third, and then obviously the, the Eagles are just dumps, dumpster fire. I have no expectations for them one, one bit at all. Um, let's, uh, let's move on to the NFC North. And before I get to the NFC North, there's an interesting tweet that came out from the official PFF account. Um, it says multiple sports books believe Aaron Rodgers will retire next week, per at Pro Football Talk. So I'm gonna leave that out there for you guys that it seems that multiple sport books are are expecting to
1: retire next week what's your thoughts on that? I don't buy it <laughs> I don't buy it either I, I don't buy it I mean as much as I want him to like I want to go over to his house and pack his fucking bags and bring him over to the Jeopardy studio the prima donna's not gonna retire I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not buying that at all um I God, the NFC North is mm-hmm. such
0: this is hard to pick. I was definitely going to quite fire. a bit, you know?
1: Yeah. I might like, you know what? Like I'll lean into it. I'll go Green Bay with Jordan Love winning this division because wow. like as much as I love Justin, you know, Jefferson, like Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. Like he'll have a Kirk Cousins game. And then in the words of Ryan Wilson of CBS Sports Media, he'll be Kirby Cousins, where mm-hmm. he'll you know throw a bunch of picks, or he'll have some mind-blowing play to cost the game. Uh, Detroit, I mean, they're going to succeed at biting kneecaps, but I mean, who knows what the hell's going on down there? You know, Jared Goff is going to be a reclamation project for Dan Campbell, uh, you know, swift at the running back position hopefully he gets the whole lion's share of carries but they just lost kenny galladay you oh, know marvin Mar- marvin jones isn't there anymore so who's going to be the the wide receiver that they're going to throw to and the chicago bears the chicago bears mm-hmm. like no. i no 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 <laughs> give me a jordan love led green bay packers team over the rest of the field
0: now, what the what the hell's happening in Green Bay? Like, I'm sorry not to cut you off there, Burge, but we know what the Aaron Rodgers situation is, and then they've mm-hmm. got issues with Devonte Adams that came out this morning. That talks have fell apart, and they're in a bad situation right now. Um, on top of that, like, I don't know if this is just like me reading too much into it, but that the Darius Smith tweet that said near realtor ASAP in, in Green Bay. I mean, that could be nothing, or it could mean something quite a bit. I mean, I it's just it just seems there's a lot of drama around this whole organization right now. And, and usually usually speaking, they're one of those organizations, like the Steelers and the Patriots, that, that really don't have drama. They're very buttoned up, they're very, mm-hmm. you know, go in, practice hard, you know, don't cause any sort of drama. And I'm just shocked to hear all this shit. Just simply put, the Aaron Rodgers defense. Drama he, with yeah. Aaron Rodgers?
1: Yeah, no. Aaron Rod- absolutely, the Aaron Rodgers. Shockley Rock. Blue. <laughs> Stop it. Well, to answer your Z- Zedarius Smith question, he then tweeted out saying, "Hey, the, the real estate market's hot around here. I just oh. want to get some money out of this." But like. You know, to to the 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 breakdown and talks they said the same thing last year between ownership and Aaron Jones, and they got a deal done. And he became the highest paid running back. They just weren't about to pay him now. I think that deal is going to get done. Uh, you know, by the time they get to they get to camp, or at least they break camp. I think he's going to be the highest paid wide receiver. But no, I think all their ducks are going to be in a row. Um, I just think it's it's you know Aaron. You know Aaron Rodgers, uh, pre Madonna Rodgers, showing up and either you know playing for the team and collecting that check, and you know maybe they can work some backdoor agreement where they say, hey, you play one more year in Green Bay, and then we'll we'll trade you to a a contender next season. But this year you're going to be playing for us, or you can go pack your bags and cut me a twenty five million dollar check, and you can go host Jeopardy. You and, you and your wife, who, I mean, really short of divergent, I don't really know what other accolades she has in acting. So y'all can move out there, and you can be a robot hosting Jeopardy. No love lost for me. Have you? She,
0: she was on a great little show on HBO called uh, Big Little Lies. Have you heard of that? Yes, film? yes. Yeah. That was a I've great show, man. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. It was done really well.
2: Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. Now she is the Yoko Ono of the Green Bay Packers. Have so you seen, here we go. Bridge, have you seen season two of that show? Uh,
2: see, I, I, have only, I haven't watched it in its, in its entirety. Chantel watches it a lot, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. did watch it. I'm not sure where it's at now. Um, mm-hmm. but the episodes that I did watch, I gotta got sucked into it. So yeah. I, yeah. I can't remember where she left off on it.
0: Well, if you guys ever get like around two and watch season two, season two is much better than season one. Like, there's a lot that happened in season two that
1: that definitely makes it worth the while. Yeah, uh, I ain't watching Yoko Ono. I'm all set. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking up the band.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm picking Green Bay. They mm-hmm. have the most put together team here. You know, despite the drama, you know, despite the Aaron Rodgers thing, I think like like you, I would have confidence in Jordan Love going out there. It's because this, this division has a, I think it's got a potential to be kind of a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Detroit, you know, is Detroit. I have no faith in Jared Goff to do anything down there, especially with the targets that he has. <laughs> Kirk Cousins in Minnesota is, is so hit or miss. I mean, like you said, Justin Jefferson there is an absolute stud. But, you know, w- what's going to happen with, with Kirk Cousins? I'd be more intrigued uh, to, to pay attention to the Vikings if Kellen Mond ends up playing um, for them. And then... The Bears, I feel like, will we'll will do their thing. They'll play their QB1 and Andy Dalton, and we'll end up somehow screwing everything up there. Yeah,
0: Listen, I think I was... I'm going to pick the Minnesota Vikings to win this division, and it's simply by default, because I think there's just too much drama in Green Bay right now. Even if Rogers does show up, I, I think this potentially could be the year everything crumbles. I feel like it's been building for about two years now. There's just this this massive disdain that uh, Aaron Rodgers has for the Packers organization. Uh, We've all agreed he's a crybaby. But I think this clown show is going to come completely off the rails this year if Aaron Rodgers does show up. It might be in their best interest for him not to show up and obviously retire or trade him away. But I think by default, the Minnesota Vikings, I think, are going to win this division. Now, you guys said Justin Jefferson's a beast and Kirk Cousins is one of those guys that could be either really great or really bad. Um, but I do think that with all the drama going on in in Green Bay, they can win that division. Uh, no, absolutely no, you know, belief in in Jared Goff for the Lions. Uh, you know, as many kneecaps as they want to bite, I don't think they're gonna buy enough kneecaps to win the division. Um, and then finally, Justin Fields up in, in Chicago. You know, they they've already announced that they're gonna start Andy Dalton. Um, I don't think that Justin Fields is gonna see the field until probably late in the year. So. So we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. But I, I really think this could be the year that it just implodes on the, in the on the Packers, man. Yep,
2: they very well could be. Yeah.
0: The uh, the NFC South, um, and I can already tee it up to Burge
2: picking anybody but Brady to win that division. The New Orleans Saints, led by Taysom Hill, are going to win that division. Let's go. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's it. I'm out. I'm I'm out. I'm I'm out. I'm
1: walking out. I'm walking out of the recording studio. Taysom, like, you couldn't even say, you couldn't even say Jameis Winston. You had to go with the guy that throws worse than Tim fucking Tebow. Oh, my sweet baby Jesus. My Hashtag sweet baby. Triggered. So, good, so just... good Lord have mercy. God bless Chantel. God bless Chantel. God bless Chantel with that nonsense that you were just saying. My Lord.
0: So essentially, what you're saying is that quarterback competition isn't really a quarterback competition in New Orleans, right?
1: Oh!
2: Are you talking me, or are you talking to Puma to here? Puma. I think Puma's made to up I got i going to get
0: some Tums. Yeah, about to have what, a fucking cause, all-star. Because what happens if this actually is a quarterback competition, and somehow Jameis Winston loses and Taysom was a starter? How is Puma going to cope with that?
1: Well, <laughs> you better send I a welfare check podcast. to my house. You're going to be finding a new host. <laughs> we, saw, we saw everything that we needed to see in the playoff game where Jameis threw one pass. Yep. It was like a 45-yard bomb for a touchdown, all right? Mm -hmm. Taysom Hill couldn't even do that in Denver against a team that was starting a practice squad (laughs) wide receiver at quarterback, okay? Stop it. Stop it. This fetish, this fetish that that fucking, oh, my God, Sean Payton has with this dude that was dinged up so much in college. That you know, he barely got. He he was a free agent off the street, that undrafted rookie that went to Green Bay, and then he became a reclamation project for for Sean uh, for Sean Payton. And he just he just can't get the his, his peen out of out of the region of his fucking face. I can't I can't do it anymore. The vulture needs to go. The vulture in in, in this dude, I can't even say his name anymore because I'm not worked up, has to go. Jameis Winston or or have Michael Thomas on one leg be your goddamn quarterback.
0: I I like how peanuts become uh, instrumental (laughs) in our vernacular.
2: Man, I didn't realize I was going to strike such a nerve with that. that God product. damn it. Oh God. I
1: can't. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> so now you, you got to pick. It. Now you got to pick. I can't States do I can't do it. Taysom Hill. <laughs> when Karen Florio was like, oh man, Taysom Hill's worth a first round pick tender. Man, I hope they do drug testing at NBC Sports, <laughs> man. <laughs> Jesus, the why do you listen to him?
0: The guy's a complete ass con. I haven't. I stopped.
1: I stopped. I stopped listening to him. I stopped listening to to that crackhead Chris Sims. Clearly, he suffered some brain injuries on top of this. thing.
0: Chris Sims and Flor and Karen Florio are probably the two most like unlikable characters in all of like
1: sports media. You know how much I can't stand Cowherd? I'll watch Cowherd. Oh, yeah. I will absolutely. watch Cowherd Oh, he's a delight over over to... those two jackasses. Yeah, he, he... Colin Cowherd <laughs> is the Walter Cronkite <laughs> of sports takes compared to anybody associated with pro football talk.
0: Well, well we all know. So, the thing is, though, we know Colin Cowherd is entertainment. I truly believe the shit that Chris Sims and Karen Florio say... They believe deep in their soul as some sort of, like, gospel for NFL
1: uh, uh, takes, you know? <coughs> oh, Walter Cronkite, Colin Cowherd, yes.
0: So we, we've established the Buccaneers are going to win the division, right? Yes. I don't know. Yes. I don't know. I think yes. we're going to go with Taysom Hill
1: <laughs> being the second the second guy bouncing footballs at people's feet and then air-punting it down the field.
0: So who would you rather have to start for your team tomorrow, Taysom Hill or Cam Newton?
1: Oh, can I choose death? Can I choose? Both, both
0: bounce uh, the ball off the the, the the pavement quite a bit. Oh,
1: God. Oh, gun to head? Woo. Cam Newton? Cam, at least he won an MVP. <laughs> I guess so. I
0: mean, I guess so. I
2: mean,
1: but, right? No, like, that's, what, that's what I go with,
2: yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, go, with
0: I go with Taysom Hill, man. Oh, I've wow. seen everything I've seen out of. I've seen everything I needed to see out of Cam last year. Like the man's not gonna get any better, and all the reports coming out of, you know, uh, the off season is he's not gotten any better from last year. So I already know what he is. You know, like maybe Taysom got some fire in the bottle with the Patriots. I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, no,
0: no, no, no. I mean, it's bad that we're in this situation, but that's a different <laughs> debate for a different day. Uh, for
2: me, I, I think the Saints could could. Very, very well finished third or fourth in this division next year just based on, you know, the Thomas injury. Them not replacing um, – I don't believe they replaced Emmanuel Sanders. They lost him on the receiving core as well. So I I don't really have any faith in, in that. I, I like to see what Jameis Winston can do. But uh, Tampa Bay is going to win the division. They return all 22 starters from their Super Bowl win last year. Um, I think you'd be dumb to pick against them and pick – Pick against Tom Brady, who put me in my place last year. Goddamn right! Goddamn right! Pick, it's the first time I've ever picked against him, and I uh, he made me eat it. So, um, but for me, the team that intrigues me uh, uh, quite a bit in this division is the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Talk about it! You know, they bring in Sam Darnold down there. They get rid of Teddy Bridgewater. I I think Sam Darnold got kind of ruined in the first you know first stages of his career by an absolute trash organization, the New York Jets. They're getting Christian McCaffrey back, who seems to be healthy, ready to go. Um, you know, they they made some signings on the offensive line. I believe they drafted a a corner uh, early in the draft too. Um, you know, they, I I just I'm I'm very intrigued to see what they can do uh, do this year. I think there's a good chance that they that that they could they could challenge for for, for second place in that division, possibly even a wild card. Who knows? But um, you know, Atlanta I, Atlanta's Atlanta. You know they. Don't have they traded their big wide receiver Julio Jones. Matt Ryan's Matt Ryan, he's a solid quarterback, but can never seem to really get it done. And uh, the story for me obviously, we, we're all going to agree Tampa Bay's winning the division, but the story for me to watch this year is going to be Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll go with that, too. I think Carolina's going to be coming in second. But um, that's definitely going to be the most intriguing intriguing team to watch in that division, for sure. Yeah. Not Taysom Hill? No, 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 no. Fuck no. Oh, my God, no. Oh, about to go way down in Route 8 right now. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, the last division, and by far the hardest division to pick, the NFC West. Mm-hmm. Who we you all got one of this one, because this is quite a bit... Uh, Of a doozy to pick.
1: Go ahead, Puma. Oh boy, gun to head. I feel like the Rams are like the sweetheart Mm -hmm. pick. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with the 49ers. I just, I, I just, I I love the coaching staff. I think, I think you know, either Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback or even. Trey Lance, the quarterback, granted, he's still, like, he's super green compared to all the the quarterback prospects that were in the draft this year. But I just think, you know, for the offensive scope of things, uh, that Kyle Shanahan can kind of scheme things up and put Trey Lance in a position to succeed. And if Trey Lance starts, you know, what was already a focal point of the offense and George Kittle is just going to go through the roof. I think, you know, we've seen it in the past with rookie quarterbacks, where they rely heavily on the tight end, and I think George Kittle could just be a, an absolute stud, as you know, even more so than what he normally is. And then just you know, Debo Samuel, just you know, just something special, man. He he is a jackknife of uh, jack of all trades. And I just love this defense. Now, uh, granted, you know, Joey Bosa is going to be coming off of you know an ACL surgery, but like that defense was still good. And then you still got you know. Williams anchoring the offensive line, the guy that got traded uh, out of Washington uh the beginning of last season. So, give me give me San Francisco and then I got the Rams that finish, finishing second and then the Cardinals, you know, dancing Cliff is going to be coming up in third. That's that's where I the think the 4th time division? I think so. Only because we saw what happened when they started to give Russell Wilson more more freedom to throw the football, right? Yeah. And then the wheels fell off the bus in Buffalo, and then the wheels really fell off the bus against the Rams. And then you notice that his passing attempts per game went down. He ended the season with more interceptions than Josh Allen did, and everyone up until that point was writing the obituary for Josh Allen. And I think they're just, you know, they have a new offensive coordinator. They're probably going to stick to their guns. But the defensive side of the football, you know, there's still question marks, in my opinion. I mean, Bobby Wagner is still there. But, I mean, you know, you're, you're putting a lot of faith in in Jamal Adams, who forced his way out of the Jets, who really is a liability in pass you know, coverage. And th- didn't they have talks that broke down for a contract extension, too? Like, they didn't agree on anything yet, right? I thought I saw that today. So... You know, I'll give, I'll go Dancing Cliff third, Seahawks fourth, and you know maybe Pete Carroll finds himself a new job at the end of the season.
0: So I know that it might be a foregone conclusion among all of us that the NFC West is going to have two teams in the playoffs. Any chance three teams slide in?
1: Yeah, two wild card winners out of that division, mm-hmm. and that might be a bridge too far. You've got
0: the you got the division winner, you've got maybe two wild card. I mean that. This, I mean, if it, if, I mean, any, if it's gonna happen, it could,
1: it's it could happen, happen.
0: Seven, yeah, I mean, seven. Play- It'll happen.
1: It'll happen if Carolina shits the bed. Mm-hmm. If Carolina is as intriguing as, you know, I think all three of us think they can be. Mm-hmm. I think they might be able to get a wild card spot. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. so, that leaves two more. It could, could have seven. three wild card spots
1: or two. Yeah, I thought yeah, there was so two. Seven, right now, so
0: seven teams get in from. The NFC. Four division winners. Four division then, winners, three wild cards. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's why I'm trying to, you know, essentially, there's that extra team now ever, ever since last year.
2: For me, if, if they, if, we, let's just say hypothetically, we have to pick three teams out of that team to make the, the division, I'm with Puma. I think Seattle is going to be the odd one out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, because yeah. I think, I personally think that any one of those three teams, any one of those, any one of those four teams really can have a chance to win that division. And I, I just, I give the Seahawks the least, uh, the least opportunity to do it. I, I'm picking the Rams to win it. I'm really excited to see what Matthew Stafford does with Sean McVay next year. Um, you know, finally, Sean McVay has a real quarterback because we know Jared
1: Goff is... You know, and don't worry, tampering was not involved. They did not <laughs> plan on being at the same resort at the same time. They did not. Of course that was the not. dink no.
2: But... I'm still in, in, in. I still have faith in in Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. I was really high on them last year, like you, Puma. Um, I I have faith in the kid. Whether or not the coaching staff's good enough to you know get it done. I mean, they brought in some aging veterans this year. They gave J.J. Watt a whole buttload of money. Guy who can't stay healthy. And A.J. Green. They brought in another guy who can't stay healthy. So mm-hmm. it, it's gonna be kind of hit or miss. But. Yeah.
1: But hey, but who we'll knows? See. DeAndre Hopkins might be retiring.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that'll That's
1: change things. <laughs> Andy Isabella, see. wide receiver one.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kirk. Well, listen, hardest division to pick, obviously. Like you guys mentioned, like I, I think I'm gonna roll with LA as well. Uh, it's gonna be exciting to see what Sean McVay does with an actual competent quarterback. Um, I do believe Stafford is probably gonna be the last piece of the pie for the Rams, and they may they, they could make a deep playoff run. Um, they already got the defense that's stacked. I mean, obviously, Aaron Donald, Ramsey, all those guys. Uh, I think I think these teams going to be something. I think they're going to compete for the number one overall seed in, in the NFC. That's how, that's how good they can be. Um, so before we, you know, move on, well, actually, that, that's the last division. But before we close out the podcast, you guys want to quickly give me your way to early Super Bowl predictions? Christ. And, and I mean, I'll go first. Uh, this is going to be to the chagrin of all – Patriots fans and especially Bill Belichick but I do think the Buccaneers are going to end up in the Super Bowl again and they're going to be taking on the Buffalo Bills I mean that's that's my dream scenario that's my ultimate fuck you Belichick you know dream scenario for the Super Bowl and I hope that Tom Brady and the Patriots I'm sorry Tom Brady and the Buccaneers uh, win their second Super Bowl
2: Christ
1: I'll go (laughs) Oh, oh god yeah I'll go Tampa Buffalo too Whoa, okay, Puma. I like it. But I'll even, like, kind of double down, just like on the AFC side. I don't think the Chiefs are going to the AFC Championship game. I think that's going to be Buffalo-Cleveland. Oh,
0: Uh-huh. Is this the end of the run for the other Chiefs?
1: No, I think they're, they're going to still be like doing what they did last year, which was coasting and just thinking they could just show up and win. And they were, you know, not even just from a sports betting perspective, but just from, you know, just watching football, like there were games where they clearly were not there and they held on by the skin of their teeth. And I think, you know, they're going to still be resting on their laurels a little bit. And Cleveland is one of the young up and coming hungrier teams right now. And they almost took it to them in the division round. Like they could have clearly easily won that football game. Uh, against uh, Kansas City and Arrowhead, so I think that I think it could be Buffalo, Cleveland, AFC Championship game for sure. Wouldn't that be a sight? That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be a beautiful that site. would be fucking fantastic. I, I think that I honestly think that would be great for football. Like it all honestly, it would honestly, like for, it definitely would be great for the league. I agree with you. Well, I you would know?
0: love I would love to watch the game itself, and then I would love to zoom in, Burge, and watch his reaction as well as every play went on, you know? Just the, the amount of disgust on his face would be... Would well,
2: you be can wonderful. guess which team I'm going to be picking in that game and going with. I mean, Buffalo Bills? No, no, okay. <laughs> Chantel, I'm betting the mortgage.
1: <laughs> Cleveland plus seven. <laughs> Cleveland plus seven, babe. It's a lock. All those ball. years of overtime at Hanscom? Yep, putting it on that bet slip, babe. <laughs>
2: I'll be uh, I'll be sleeping in the uh, in the driveway if that happens.
1: Lord, <laughs> you'll be sleeping at the homeless shelter. <laughs>
2: exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> you and Jay putting the mortgage on shit. Take it
2: to the bank. It,
1: take it to the bank.
0: I I gotta bring out take it to the bank.
2: Can't wait, can't wait. So, I gotta obviously go different than you guys here. I can't I can't. That would be a Tampa Buffalo Super Bowl would be probably my worst nightmare. <laughs> So I almost happened last year. I mean I'm I'm not, almost happened. I'm
0: not I'm not a religious man, but I'm gonna pray every single night for for the whole football season for that the to come out. Football okay? season. I'm gonna build a little like, you know, temple in my room, have the Bible out every night and be like, Hello, this is Jay. Um, could you please make this happen?
2: It's an e- <laughs> like, and it would be a very easy choice for me to pick a winner in that game too. Yeah, the, so, the, if I had to watch it'd be a bad nightmare, but I would it would it would be no question who I'd be rooting for.
0: Yeah, you'd so. root against Brady, right? You'd have the Buffalo no, Bills. i yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll,
2: I'll root for my favorite quarterback in the league, Josh Allen. So There you yeah. go. There By the time you
1: fucking came around, you got on record. Oh, Christ. <laughs> all right, so who's I'm going on? with
2: I'm going nice. with the Los Angeles Rams and the Indianapolis Colts. Oh <laughs> all, right. all right.
0: That's a nice one. That's interesting.
2: That would be a that would be a great defense because the Colts have a great defense, Rams have a great defense, and it would be a great story to see, you know, Matt Stafford finally get there and to see the Frank Reich reclamation project of uh, Carson Wentz. So I think that would be an exciting storyline uh, for a Super Bowl. Cool, cool. With awesome. uh, and I, I would pick. I think I'm going to pick the. Uh, I think I'd p- probably pick the Rams to win that game.
1: Oh, I'll go Colts. Go Colts. So. For the shoe.
0: Before boy, uh,
1: Frank Reich, before he mm-hmm. got on the line, Burge, I was just
0: reminiscing with Brennan how every year before the season started, I would just roll in and be like, "Pitching the Super Bowl, bro," and that was it. And that was that was basically my prediction. Uh, halftime would come true. And now we're at the point where like, I hope we can win a playoff game. Maybe that'd be nice. <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen.
1: Jay, hey, were we out in like the? Were we at in the recording? What were we at? Like an hour, eighty-two or we minutes more than that. Alright, cool. Yeah, so let's uh you wanna plug it up and call it a day? Oh well, yeah, well you know what? Let me ask this question for Burge. Well little, oh, little Christ. fantasy Christ. fantasy, oh, fantasy oh, question okay, here. Yeah. Oh I saw that oh, going a different route. Damn it, 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 it Pooh, I was
0: hoping it was gonna be the the the, the little <laughs> Tonight. No, no, I had I
1: had my a few good men moment last night in our in our group chat. I want the truth, uh, but no, like fantasy fantasy draft. We're we're starting to go into training camp, and if anybody's like you know me that waits till the end of camp to do a draft, you know what's kind of your draft strategy? Just like season long, like where where are you? What what position are you targeting in the first round? Where are you taking a quarterback? If you had to take a quarterback early, like what what round would you be looking at? Just some general strategy.
2: So first round, ra- I mean, it for me, it's always, I always go running back first. If I'm in a good draft position, um, I, it's the most important position uh, for fantasy football, especially if you can get one of those receiving type backs like uh, like a Christian McCaffrey. Um you can get them early in a in a, like a PPR league. That's like that's like gold mine. Like you want you want to go first round running back if you can. If you're picking kind of teetering towards you know mid to late first round, um, then then I'm then I'm going probably like a Devontae Adams you know type guy. Get a get like the stud receiver because you know there's that there's always that top tier of fantasy running backs and it's very small. Um, you know it. You know you have your 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 bona fide studs and then it kind of. fizzles out to the middle of the pack um so it's either you know depending on draft position running back or wide receiver um you know in terms of the quarterback for me i i'm not a big i'm i'm of the mindset that you can you can plug and play a quarterback in in fantasy um unless you can get one of the top like the top top quarterback you're talking like patrick mahomes you're talking if Josh Allen repeats his performance last year. You're talking getting guys like that. Lamar Jackson a few years ago. Um, but once you get outside that tier, everybody else is kind of the same, and you can kind of plug and play. So I don't really prioritize quarterback. Gotcha.
1: you. If, uh, if you're drafting, say you're – where would you take Saquon Barkley at this point? Like They've oh. already kind of come out and say that they don't know if he's going to be ready for week one. Like, are you? Is he a back end of the first round guy still? Are you gonna be holding tight till maybe round three? What no, you, he's still a first thinking? round guy. I think he's still a first round guy, and I think he's
2: a high first round guy at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. even if he's even if he's out for say, you know, the first couple of weeks, and he comes back, um, you gotta you gotta do that. Got it. Huh. So all right. Uh, my, I mean, my my number one guy this year in Dynasty, I made sure to get him both times with Christian McCaffrey getting him coming back off injury. You know, yeah. I think that he's gonna he's gonna you know excel again this year. He seems like he's all healthy, ready to go. Um, you know, if you can get those guys that catch passes as well, that's that's kind of the gold mine. And obviously Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry. You know, you know you're gonna kind of bank on him getting his carries again next year. Um, yeah, you know he's a top of the first round guy too.
0: What's your thoughts on Dalvin Cook? What's your projection for him this year?
2: Oh, I think he's going to be – if he stays healthy, it's, again, yeah. he's one of those guys that's had a bit of an injury past. Uh, but if he stays healthy, I, I would expect a little bit of a regression as to what he was last year because he was kind of off the charts last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still – he's one of, he's in that upper echelon of running backs that you, you prioritize early in drafts.
0: Yeah. So it's basically what the Christian McCaffrey's role, the, the, the Cooks, the, the Henrys, Alvin Kamara, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick Chubb, uh,
2: who else? Who else? Who else? I'm looking down here.
0: Austin Eckler. He seems like he's fairly, uh, fairly high on this list. He's ranked number seven. What's your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, well, he's PPR in a PPR league. You definitely have to prioritize him there. I mean, he's mm-hmm. still the you know the go-to guy there. He's gonna, you know, he's got a co- you know real competent quarterback and Justin Herbert there. So you got to think that you know he missed a lot of time last year, and um, you know, I, you got to think that they're gonna be throwing him the ball out of the backfield. Um,
0: Holy shit. The the first non running back is Travis Kelsey at nine.
2: He's he's uh, you know, especially in a tight end, you get that tight that upper echelon of tight end, same thing. George Kittle, Darren Waller, uh, Travis Kelsey, you know, that can be a game changer, you know, for 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 your fantasy, uh you know, your fantasy team. Jonathan Taylor's another one who's who's up there. Zeke Elliott, I mean, he had a down year last year, He's still effective. You know, he's still a top guy. Um so, so it, it's tough. It's tough because you know running backs are so, so important to you know a a major you know win uh, week to week that you you have to you have to kind of prioritize them and then obviously you want to make sure you can uh, you can if you can snag up a, a you know handcuff you know just to cover yourself for injury purposes.
1: Is it crazy to think that Antonio Gibson? it would be a viable end of first round. Like if you're looking at the one, two turn, like a first round pick. Uh, yeah, I would say absolutely. Especially if, you know, you, you know,
2: you know, you're looking at, you know, depending how many teams are in the league too. That's a lot of stuff goes into it. If you're in a 12 standard 12 team league. Absolutely. You can consider that. I mean, most of the top guys are going to go at that point. So you're kind of picking and choosing who you like. Um, and it, would I take Antonio Gibson, I mean, if you're on the, especially on the turnaround on a snake draft, if you could snag up like, you know, one of the top receivers and Antonio Gibson, that's a massive win. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of situation. Um, would I take Antonio Gibson over, say, like Devontae Adams if he's sitting there? No, I wouldn't do that. I would take Devontae no. Adams. Yeah. But, you know, you can kind of go different, different routes, you know, in your, in, your, um, in your draft depending on where you're picking.
0: Now, with obviously, like, you know, when you draft, you look at the production of the offense, the opportunities, all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. if you had to look at the running attack for the San Francisco 49ers, which running back would you target out of that group?
2: That's a tough one. That's a tough one because they use everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, Raheem Mostert's going to be coming back, I think, from his injury. Mm -hmm. Um, And they did just draft – what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon. Yeah, you know – they they seem to use all their guys. I think they still have Jerick McKinnon hanging around there too, don't they? Or did they cut him? Uh, I think
1: he I think he left in free agency, but you still got, got Jeff him. Wilson Jr. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean
2: I I wouldn't be as concerned about Jeff Wilson um, you know, kind of taking the the reps away, but it, it's 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 all about they use the receivers to run plays too with Ayuk and, uh, and Samuel, so there's a lot of mouse to feed in that running game. I wouldn't necessarily prioritize that as like a high pick, mm-hmm. but if you could grab them in the mid rounds, absolutely take yeah. a flyer on them. Yeah,
0: and then the last question for me. Uh, obviously, besides the the running backs out of the rookie class, like the the ETNs and the Najee Harris, which wide receiver um, should you be should you be targeting out of the rookies?
2: Uh you, Waddle? Mean, you really you really can't go 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 wrong with them. I mean, you know, Devonta Smith and Philly's intriguing, depending on what happens with Jalen Hurts. Um, Jamar Chase, obviously, you know, yep. was the top receiver in the class. Um, so you got to like, you know, what he he brings to the table there. Um, I, I, would I necessarily prioritize one of the rookies? Probably not. Waddle, Waddle too, um, big in you know the mid rounds. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would be looking more towards some of the receivers from last year before I would look at the rookies this year. Somebody like Jerry Judy. Um, kind of looking to take that next step forward. Um, but, I, I, I honestly, you probably can't go wrong with any one of the three of them. You know, whoever's there, and you're going know, to take your pick. If Joe Burrow's healthy with Jamar Chase, I, you, you got to like that, You know, despite the O-line problems there. But you got to like that connection that they had in college to bring it to the pro level.
0: And then if you yeah. had to pick, John Smith or Hunter Henry, which one? For fantasy?
2: Mm-hmm. If we are we, are we, are we on the assumption Smith. that Cam Newton is is the starting quarterback. Uh, yeah, I
0: guess so. I mean, who, who the hell knows, right? It's all. Johnny Smith
2: right. has more is more versatile, so I mean, mm. he can take handoffs out of the backfield, which would be, you know, you know how how my boy Bill Belichick uh, left oh, using go. versatile players. Wouldn't be surprised if you see him take some handoffs out of the backfield, line them up out of the backfield, a lot, and then you're getting carries out of your tight end. So that's mm. that's that's free points when you yes. think about it.
0: Moving the chess pieces around on the board. Yes. Hell yeah. Hell Moving yes. Tight end to the running back. Yeah, position. put
2: Cam Newton at left tackles. And, the, you know, that, that'll that probably work out too, you know? So much chess.
1: So much chess. Maybe on that a, note. Maybe
0: a little bit less chess and more football this year. That'd be great.
1: You <laughs> want to turn this into a three-hour
2: podcast of you and I screaming at each other? like?
0: <laughs> <coughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I, I've got to go to sleep eventually.
2: <laughs> yeah, me too.
0: All right, so we're on 90- that note, yeah, we went ninety-two <laughs> minutes. I mean, that's a hell of a long podcast. So
1: let's uh, let's call it a day, huh? <laughs> this episode of the Pro Football Radio podcast and previous episode of the podcast can be found on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Be sure to leave a five-star review. Uh, I don't know how the algorithm thing works uh, out in Palo Alto, California, but you leave a five star review and that helps with our exposure, and it'd be greatly appreciated if you do so. And hell, if you leave a question in your five star review, Maybe we'll answer it on the pod. Uh, social media wise, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram under Pro Football Radio Podcast. Twitter at PFR Podcast. I'm on the Twitter machine, Brando underscore Puma. Jay Chima's at Jay Chima. Eric Burgess, AKA The Burge, is on the Twitter machine at Burge, the goalie. Be sure to see him going hard in the paint throughout the season with Jay Chima against hashtag Bella Fraud, hashtag Bella Shit, uh, Bella Goat, <laughs> Bella, Bella Goat, whatever. Baby. Uh, it, you know, him going hard in the paint against Adam Jones, you name it. Burge, hard in the paint. That's, that's what the dictionary definition of that is. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, download, give us a follow. And be sure to uh, tune in as we get closer to training camp. We're going to be getting more breaking news stuff coming out to you guys. It's going to be a lovely time of the season.
0: So Burge is like the biggest like hater of Adam Jones. I absolutely love Adam Jones. Like he's been on, he's been on the <laughs> Zoe Beatles show this whole week and I'm like, the man's absolutely awesome. He's calling out Belichick. Unlistenable. Talking about, talking about how Brady pants them on a national level. I fucking love it. Jones is my guy. He retweeted me the other day. That was awesome.
2: He retweets me all the time. <laughs>
1: Anywho, <laughs>
0: get the crazy. hell out of Dodge! <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you guys next
1: week. Icondios. <laughs>